Gather round. This is the Ticket Water Cooler, brought to you by Culligan of Lincoln. You need to be more like a doll. We don't need a bunch of cats in here. Coming at you live from the Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. What's better than this? Guys being dudes. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Here are your hosts, Jake Bakovin and Nathan Brennan. It is a day we've all been looking forward to here on the Ticket Water Cooler. It's time for BP with DP. Oh, wait. DP's out of town, so how are we going to do it? Oh, we're still going to do it. It's still going to be batting practice out at Haymarket Park. We got Strick along with me. Sun's out, gun's out. He's sleeveless. He's ready to get past the warning track, which is about where he hit last uh, last time we tried this thing out. Uh, we're going to take some swings out here, so it'll be a lot of fun at Haymarket Park, of course, leading up to the Salt Dogs game tonight, uh, which uh, we'll, we'll be hanging out here as well. So it's myself, Jake Bachman, Nate Brennan back in studio, and, of course, the Husker Hall of Famer, longtime NBA vet Eric Strickland out here with me uh nate uh good to talk to you can you hear us everything going well so far back in studio? everything sounds pretty good you guys sound great on this end and i i must say i do appreciate strict with the no sleeves we get a little bit of a gun show here on the water cooler <laughs> we don't always uh we don't always get that hey nate doggy dog it's hot it is it's hot I, well, I i don't know if they i don't know if they did it on purpose to make me hot because the block is coming up because it gets hot on the block <laughs> but um <laughs> It is it is it is a good warm up place that we find ourselves in right now. So I will have no excuses when it comes time to hit BP. Hey, Strick, the thing is though, if you're gonna do that, that's a bold move because if you just make it to the warning track, you know I'm gonna have to give you some flack for that. That's just that's a bad look to be wearing the no sleeves and only get to the warning track. You gotta well, hit one out today. Well, it's different though, Nate, because they're using they're using the uh, they're not throwing it today. They're they're using the um, the 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 self pitcher yeah the pitching machine so out the there, pitching machine is a little bit different because he throws it where he wants to and and however he wants to throw it so uh, it's a little bit different than getting it coming at you from a, an arm as opposed to a machine what is uh Bach, are you gonna be taking some cuts too. I don't think so. I think I have to man the mic up here, so I got to keep talking. Right, but that's okay. It's right. uh, a good my, excuse. It's a good excuse. M- well, I'm not too good. Uh, I try to just try to get it out of the infield. Notoriously, I've uh, probably I, I've pitched in. I'm not. I've never played baseball, t-ball, softball. Uh, I joined the uh, ticket softball league once and was somewhat good at underhand pitching. Uh, so at least they found a spot for me to do it. I don't know how good I was at it, but they told me I was all right at it. Uh, and then the only other time that I subbed in for a friend who just needed a warm body, I told him, I've never done this before. And uh, I struck out in a slow pitch softball game. I also massively uh, ran, uh, like ran the other way on a, I didn't know how to play a ball hit out to me out there in, in right field or whatever. So, yeah, I'm not. Uh, I'm not very good at this. No, see, I'll that's say. why you guys need to have me out there because I, you guys know, I played baseball my entire life up until obviously didn't play in college. I was too busy uh, hanging out with my friends doing other things, so it wasn't really in my best interest to be playing any sports at that time. But uh, I, I will say, I was kind of frustrated because I played softball with Nick's team the other day, and it was. Uh, I think I had two strikes on me, and the ball, like I didn't know if it was going to be a strike or a ball, so I was obviously fighting off. I was struck like, out right. looking. No, I, I fought it off, so I just fouled it. Like, you, you know how you intentionally oh, foul, yeah, yeah. you fight it off, you stay in the count. Supposedly that's an out in slow pitch that's softball. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know, yeah, it's, it's it ridiculous. Play, they said you're out. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm, I'm, try- I'm fighting up here. I'm, I'm, this is smart baseball. Yeah, no fight in slow pitch. No, none of that. Anything no. Keep the game moving. An out-out. Yeah, yeah, keep the game moving. 
Yeah, I didn't know you played. Ba- you played baseball up in in, in high school. So it was yeah, I did. Said? No, I, I played baseball my, basically my entire life. I I started when I was four, maybe playing t-ball or whatever it is when you play when you're four years old. Played all the way up through high school. Played legion ball, travel ball, all that good stuff. And then I uh, wanted to go to a big football school. I wasn't nearly good enough to be uh, like the Stricks of the world and play Division one sport. So maybe just Division three. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll go to a big football school. I like college football too much. So ended up over at Virginia Tech and safe to say I'm not nearly good enough to play for the number four ranked team in the country that unfortunately came just a little bit short in the College World Series. Yeah, in the College World Series. I didn't see anybody in the College World Series wearing those hokey colors. Hey, 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 relax, <laughs> relax. None of that, none of that. They didn't they reach close. the College no, World No, they did. Series. They were one game short. They were one game short, but it did feel better at the team that they lost to went all the way to the finals. So, Or maybe it makes me feel a little bit worse because that could have been Virginia Tech, but regardless. Uh, how did uh, I won't even say that. We won't even worry about that. No, yeah, don't talk trash here. I'm not going to. Because I was rooting. You know, I'm I'm rooting for the Huskers, too, so I won't be talking any trash. Yeah, and and we'll be rooting for the Salt Dogs tonight again. Absolutely. uh, As as we're out here, uh, BP with DP will – I think Steve Taylor is going to come out. Um, At some point, we've got to get Uncle Uncle Kev out here. Kev said he he would like to do this at some point in time. A few of the listeners have uh, earned their right. We don't just hand it out. They've earned their right uh, to come out and take some swings. So that will be what we're doing out here. That's what we're doing out here right now at Haymarket Park, Hark's field uh on uh, on 937 ticket on the ticket water cooler here uh the other i mean uh, i don't wouldn't know if i would call this big news that we're out here but we consider it big news and if strick hits a home run it is big news oh that's big nate, news nate you've asked him to get it out of the park i think that's a little too much to ask for, i want but, someone uh, to get the ball and then have strick sign it so i need strick <laughs> to get it all the way out into the parking lot that's our goal today uh, i think mark's uh, at least videotaping a little bit of this so if he gets it out there Maybe one of us can go fetch it and have. How about have him uh, uh, set up the the machine or whatever it is uh, and strike and hit from second base? If he was at second base, he could probably <laughs> go. Out to we need one. For, we need one for the fans, Strick. I'm going for it. I'm gonna swing. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take my cuts. That's not sure. too confident. Come on, Strick. We know. We do court. know you were drafted by the Marlins. What was your strengths in uh, in baseball? Was it power? Um, I was a I was a line drive gap hitter so like a lot of the times if I hit a homer it wasn't those bombs those mm-hmm. ones that tower going out it was going to go out quick you know so mm-hmm. I was a good double and triple guy because I'd hit it in the gaps and you know hit it hit it with some you know pop on it but oh yeah um you know but yeah like if it was going out it was going out on a line so I was one of those type of hitters um defensively I had above average arm so I mean I had a couple of assists uh you know throwing guys out you know on catches coming home uh, guys rounding, trying to go from first to third, got a couple of those. Uh, so yeah, I had above average arm, and, and it was it was uh, you know I could track it. Yeah, you know what I mean. I had a little bit of speed out there, uh, some stolen bases. You know, at six three, you know two fifteen. Yeah. But I think I would have gotten better if I would have continued. I also probably would have been a switch hitter because I am a um, um, you know I'm ambidextrous, so I yeah. can kind of do oh, a little bit nice. of nice. You did yeah. take some uh, d- swings from each side of the plate last time, didn't you? Yeah, I, t- I took took one or two from the other side. See, that's they're te- my. They're testing it out right now, so yeah. Oh, there you it. go. Testing the pitching machine. That's uh, practicing button. Oh, nice. That's <laughs> my. He probably went to Pius if you ask Nick, because Nick yeah. always talks about how much he bunts. But that's uh, the reason why I, I've challenged Strick to one on one before, and I said, "Just you wait. I'm going to score on you." And Strick knows my weakness. I can't go left, so ambidextry is certainly <laughs> not not in my future. Also, Strick, the listeners certainly have more faith in you to hit the ball because Texter says, "Did someone bring a kid's bat for Nathan, or is he using <laughs> a tee to hit?" 
hit. So uh, I don't think they have too much confidence in me out there. So luckily they know that I'll, I'll be out here uh, in the studio. And Scott's asking, too, where do we go for BP? He said he won the tickets yesterday. They just, uh, Mark, that's a good question for you. Just meet in the concourse. That's uh, that's about where we go. They'll, they'll let you in. Uh, or we will go down there and make sure you get in. So that, that'll be the plan uh, today. And we look forward. Maybe Scott's the one that's going to hit the home run. Uh, I know Nate likes, or not Nate, Nick likes to be quite competitive as well. He's now got Jake Sorensen to go out and run the 400. I think that's planned <laughs> for so next that. week. Uh, so we are actually starting to come through with our athletic, for years, uh, Hosts at 93.7 The Ticket have claimed this or that of their athletic uh, profile, <laughs> and it never gets tested out, but Nick's tr- starting to, to kind of show up. He's been ta- he was talking about his golf swing earlier today, and he doesn't want to mess it up with his baseball swing, so he's got his excuses. Oh, is that up, what his excuse is? I've seen him yeah. both hit a ball and hit a golf ball, so uh, he's probably not being completely honest with you guys on either. What's the, <laughs> what's the challenge that I have to do, Bach? The other day someone was talking trash saying I couldn't. Was it bench press? Is that what yeah, we're Yeah, you still got to prove that. What, what am I proving? You know Nate says he can out-bench press you. Did he tell you that? He probably trick? could at this probably point. Probably could, yeah. yeah. There you go. Jay uh, Foreman's uh, yeah. the only one I'm worried about. Yeah, he probably could at this point. He's not worried about VJ. You're not, worried, not worried about, about VJ. I already know I can do more push-ups <laughs> than VJ. That's already been decided. I just oh, got to see how much how much weight you guys want me to put on the bench press. I'll put it up for you guys. How, how's that sound? <laughs> yeah, we need. We'll get. We'll, we'll find out if all these if all our hosts can live up to their athletic accomplishments or or things they say they can do. I. I don't really have too many, so I just I just want to. My, <laughs> my only goal is to score against Strick, not to beat Strick, because that's a little. But bit not make of my it realm. take it. You can't play make it. Take not it. make you it take be, it. No, make it. Done. I got to get the ball once in a while. He's a he's gonna score on me every time. I mean that's without a doubt. So uh, we'll see if we can work that out at some point too. We'll get all our athletic achievements in uh, at some point here. Uh, but most of us enter broadcasting because we don't have too much athletic ability. <laughs> so, <laughs> that seems to be the case over the years. Uh, somebody we do have hopes has a lot of athletic ability on their side of the ball is the defense. Uh, of course, all the offense for Husker football, I mean, it, it's kind of been all the talk of the offseason, right? I mean, the change with Mark Whipple, new quarterback, I mean, that that just that enough is going to get the people talking about the offense. The defense, uh, solid the last few years, and especially last year, and uh, improving as we see Strick, uh, Strick's throwing his head. He's he's upset about something. No, he's not that upset. <laughs> I was about to say, what's going on over there? Get ready for go. some BP. Yeah, Strick's going to go warm up uh, uh, for some BP as we transition to Husker football talk here. But like I was saying, uh, Coach Shenander's got that defense has, has been rolling uh, the last couple of years, certainly in, in some games more than the other, but in totality, uh, I, th- I mean, I, I've said it. I think uh, Coach Frost could probably thank Coach Shenander for the opportunity that he has here in year five because if that defense was behind the eight ball, um, you know, some of those games wouldn't have been so close. He couldn't have coached uh, some of those games the way that they did. And and, and hats off to Coach Frost and the offensive staff for at times identifying that their defense uh, was going to be a commodity and something that they would lean in toward, trying to outscore Oklahoma probably wasn't the best idea, and so they coached that way. Um, but uh, so today, Coach Shenander uh, spoke to the media. Um, there was a, a few different things that were interesting uh, enough to be said. Um, I thought uh, the fact he said the rotation in the secondary is a strong possibility. Um, he said it's basically going to be hard for him and Coach Fisher to narrow it down to, to five guys or to, or to find the starters there and that they might rotate quite a bit at safety, or at least early in the season, uh, as you try to figure out those things. And, and, of course, they haven't been 
tackling, and, and that's another thing he said. As soon as they get to tackling, maybe that will uh, separate it a little bit there. But that makes you feel pretty good if, if you're a Nebraska fan because the secondary, um, you know, Quentin Newsom went to Big Ten media days. Uh, but other than that, I mean, he's the, he's the lone returning starter. Now, Miles Farmer's had uh, some experience there. Braxton Clark has had some experience in the past. But they used uh, the transfer portal uh, in the JUCO route to patch that secondary up, and they feel pretty good about what they got. Uh, Javin Wright, by the way, cleared to play and has already had an interception so far in the short uh, fall camp that has started. But as we, as we look at that defense, as we look in that secondary, uh, Nate, I don't know about you, but I, I think most everybody – doesn't have too much of a, of, a, of a worry, even though you're losing a few guys back there, just because of the way Travis Fisher has been able to restock back there, uh, sometimes using the same players, I, I suppose, but just continued a pretty solid secondary. But to take that next step is going to be interesting. Quentin Newsom, um, uh, you know, was asked if he felt a little bit slighted by not being on the Jim Thorpe preseason award watch list. And, and he did, but you know, that that's kind of, that's kind of the deal. He's got to turn into a, from a secondary to a bit of a playmaker to a guy that they can lean on now without Cam Taylor Britt. Um, as you look at this Husker football season, how, how, how high up is a worry at secondary for you? Honestly, not too high. First off, I want to say Mr. Unlimited asks if I can bench 275. I can get it for about four. I used to be able to get it for six. I don't know if I can get that now. I can get four or five, Mr. Unlimited. But talking about the secondary, I honestly, Buck, I, I've told you, when, when you look at the defense as a whole, obviously we know the linebacking unit is probably going to be the strength of this defense. We've talked about that. Uh, Luke Reimer, obviously on the uh, uh, Butt Kiss Award uh, a watch list. So Tackle machine, yeah. He's just an absolute beast there, and I don't see that changing anytime soon. Garrett Nelson, we've We've heard about his leadership, uh, how he's moving to maybe an end role. Don't really know how that's going to look yet with the 4-3 defense. Maybe some moving pieces, but I, I'm, I'm fairly confident whether you want to put him at linebacker, defensive end, doesn't really matter. It's, uh, that makes me excited about that. Ty Robinson showed some leadership. O'Shawn Mathis slipping into there. So I guess the, if, if you had to point at one position group, maybe it would be the secondary uh, because we talk about it too, one of the big concerns on the offensive line, you're losing a second-round draft pick in Cam Jurgens. Well, guess what? You're losing a second-round draft pick on the defense defensive side too at the secondary, at the, at the corner position. I like Quentin Newsom stepping into that CB, DB1, whatever position you want to call it, and then I love what they did in the transportal. You know I'm a Tommy Hillbach guy. I don't have to tell you. I don't oh, yeah. have to tell any of our listeners here that have, have been listening to the water cooler for the past couple months I've been buying Tommy Hill since he stepped in the building, and I don't think that's going to change anytime soon. I just, and we've heard too, I, I think they said they were maybe three, four deep at safety. Now, I don't know how much truth there is to that. Obviously, we're going to have to wait to see how camp plays out, how it looks on the field once we start here week zero against Northwestern. But I like the depth and the defense as a whole. I know that was a big concern. I mean, you lost a lot of pieces on defense, a lot of leadership, but the more that we talk about it, Bach, and the more that I hear from the players and specifically the coaches like we did today, I'm not worried. I And I, I know maybe some of the fans are. If you had to look at a position group on the defense, yeah, it probably would be the secondary, but I'm liking what I'm hearing. I, I am, and you know I'm a Tommy Hill guy, so I wouldn't even be surprised if you, heard, if you saw Tommy Hill slide into that cornerback one position towards the middle of the season. Obviously, Quentin Newsom, he's, he looks like he's on the platform. He's on his way to be a captain. It looks like he has great leadership skills, but I'm not worried. I'm ready to go. I, I, I have no concerns with the defense at all. 
Yeah, and it'll be interesting. I mean, they, they've said before that uh, Deshaun Singleton, uh, the, the Juco coming in at safety, um, was playing at starter level. Um, whatever that means, he can c- keep that consistently going on in through the fall. Um, but, you know, sometimes you'll see those guys, the newcomers, um, maybe not ha- might not be entrusted, maybe not win those jobs in fall camp. Um, but, you know, midway, three games, four games in the season, uh, whatever point that is, uh, really start to grasp the defense and come on strong. So I don't know if Tommy Hill and Deshaun Singleton are going to start game one, um, but I think it'd be a pretty good bet to see those guys start down the line. Now, oh, with that absolutely. being said, you know, Miles Farmer, you know, and we're talking about different, you know, safety and cornerback there between the two, and, and so we'll continue to do so here. You know, Miles Farmer at safety, um, I think you feel pretty good there. He's, ha- he's had his, uh, his reps. He's played quite a bit. DeAndre Williams, uh, with his injury last year, DeAndre Williams, um, you know, Miles Farmer s- stepped in and, and did well. And when he caught that pick against Ohio State, mm-hmm. uh, I think we all thought, okay, Nebraska might actually just win this game. And, of course, uh, field goals didn't go the way that Nebraska wanted to from then on out, and they didn't quite get it done. But, um, you know, he's been he's shown to be a playmaker, a guy that can can pick the ball off. He's got great length back there. Uh, and speaking of length, Bra- Braxton Clark, a very, very lengthy cornerback, um, coming off an injury from a few years ago. Um, but, uh, it, it, you know, it's, it's kind of his time to shine as well. But you're right when you bring it up, though, too. Um, you can have serviceable guys. And, and when they talk about picking out your five starters there, um, that's where I kind of lean into the kind of thinking right now they've got five serviceable guys. Now you want to see who takes that next step because there is a big difference between two serviceable cornerbacks and one lockdown cornerback and one serviceable quarterback. Right. And that's what you had in Cam Taylor Britt. Right. Um, one thing that really could help this team out, if somebody points off the text line, is just imagine them having a good, you know, they've been good over the, the secondary, has been good over the past couple of years. What about having a nice pass rush attack to go along with that? And that's what Nebraska also addressed in the, in the portal and, and, and getting O'Shawn Mathis. And uh, Shenander was, was questioned today, too, about getting all those pass rushers on the field. Do you have to kind of stick to, to Mathis and uh, Nelson and, and just kind of stay, um, you know, kind of stay sound there? And he said, you know what? My job is to get the best players on the field for that town and distance. Um, so, it, I mean, talk about running through a brick wall. I know it's not quite, you know, Grandy, Grant Wisterm and Randy Gregory and <laughs> Trev Alberts, but still, when you think about Caleb Tanner and Garrett Nelson and O'Shawn Mathis on the field at the same time, and then you know throw a Ty Robinson. I was going to say throw Ty Robinson is, is through there in the middle. Too, yeah, um, Devin but, Drew. Yeah, yeah. I I just there the defense when you look at it holistically, it's just there's no position group where I can say that I that I'm worried. And, and when we we can even go throughout and filter out through the whole roster outside, that's what's making me so confident is outside of the offensive line, which I know is a, is a big factor of the team. Scott Frost even mentioned it in Big Ten media days. I mean, he says this team is going to go basically do as well as the offensive line allows it, right? And, and that's, that's a big part of it, and I understand that. But out of the offensive line, what's there not to be excited about, right? I, I mean, maybe the interior, just because you don't know what you're getting with, with a Devin Drew or a Stefan Wynn. Maybe Hutmacher in there. I mean, yeah, it's, it's I, just I, like maybe that's where you can be a little bit yeah. nitpicky, but outside of that, I just I, I don't see it. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's you know, there's always going to be spots on a team, or usually, I mean, with COVID, it's been kind of weird. Everybody's sticking around for so long, but there are there usually are going to be holes where the younger guys have to step up, or in this case, I mean, 
it it it, it kind of went to you know <laughs> I, don't, I forget if DefCon ten or DefCon one's the highest one, whatever it is. Uh, you know, it, it kind of went to all, all the alarms are on as soon as Casey Rogers left. Oregon got two of your defensive line uh, guys that were on the team last year. Um, after Tony Tuioti obviously went over there, and 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 you looked pretty thin there. But once you go out there and get Devin Drew, um, and and some of the other guys that that you added, um, along with Nash Hutmacher progressing, you need some of those younger guys to progress. Right. Um, I feel like you'll have the, the starters there. I think the, the the concern comes a little bit with depth. And that's something that, that somewhat hurt Nebraska last year. As the season wore on, it seemed like Nebraska's running game, running defense was not up to par as it was earlier. Obviously, early in the season, you're, you're stopping Kenneth Walker, um, you know, and, and had some pretty good performances there. Um, by the time Wisconsin and Iowa came around, though, Braylon Allen's running for over 200, and, and Iowa, who wasn't particularly <laughs> strong at running the ball, yeah. uh, got their yards too. So, you know, it, it is one of those things where you kind of worry about the depth throughout the season up the front, and especially that four-game stretch at the back half of the season. A lot of tough teams throw in Michigan there. Michigan was not uh, too far deep into the season last year, but they had over 200 yards rushing on Nebraska, and they're going to lean on that again. So when you look at Minnesota, Michigan, Wisconsin, and Iowa uh, to wrap up the the season, um, you better have some depth there, and it can't just be the front line guys up the middle. We'll see if they can do that. But they've talked to about maybe moving Oshan inside, um, probably for pass rushing downs. Yeah. When you kind of think about getting Caleb Tanner and uh, and Garrett Nelson out there along with Oshan, but you know maybe you could provide a little bit of depth there. Um, it's going to be fascinating to watch this 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 unit grow, and it needs to. And I think that you're right. I mean, I. As much questions as we have in the secondary, I feel much better about them um, than I do about that that defensive line front stopping the run. And it's only because, I mean, if this was a passing league, maybe you'd be a lot more worried about the secondary. But it is the Big Ten. It is three yards in a cloud of dust. And uh, it is Wisconsin, Iowa, Michigan, and Minnesota to wrap up the season. So I do think that is where the concern is. I will say, though, Bach, I'm kind of on Dusty's side here. He sounds like, he says, sounds like Bach is talking himself into seven in five now. <laughs> now, it is too late. It's too late to do our actual predictions, but now that it's official that you've already put six and six on our big board and we have all of those locked into place, those are in permanent marker. They can't be erased. I don't know if they're actually in permanent marker, but we're going to say they're in permanent marker. They can't be erased. Will you flirt with the idea of possibly seven and five? I you could loosely say it. You could, I mean, you could say anything at this point. You already got your official prediction down. I flirted with seven and five. I flirted with five and seven. I selected to stay <laughs> on my right, fence, on. stick right on my fence at yeah, six and six. Yeah. Again, because I'll say it, I think that uh, because I think I honestly think that that's the most. Uh, I, I think that that's probably what we're, you're going to see this year. I think that this they made a lot of areas to improve. And, and I don't know why you're booing me. I'm doubling their win total from last year <laughs> I, and I getting them to a bowl for the first no, time No, you just years. want it to be interesting. You want it to be interesting with Scott Frost. You want it to be interesting <laughs> within the within the scheme of the team. And Nate, I, it's uh, not yeah, about yeah. what I want. If it's what I wanted, I would go above your 10-2 prediction. <laughs> it's, it is about what I, what I feel. And, and if you feel like I'm – um, getting kind of hopeful about talking about the roster. It's not a it's not a roster thing. I think they put another good roster together. They had a good roster together last season. Um, say what you will about the guy at the quarterback position, but right. I'm, I'm I know that's s- what you were you were thinking. Yeah. Well, I know that's what you're thinking, so I got out in front of it. <laughs> I know, uh, but, yeah, I know uh, you did. <laughs> 
<laughs> but I mean, I, I think a lot of coaches around the nation, and I said this the other day, and I think it's true, would have had a better record than three and nine coaching that roster. I think a lot of people, you know, a lot of coaches around the nation would have been, man, I really would have loved to get hands on that roster and see but what I could do. You know who does have their hands on this roster? Mark Whipple. Also, Buck, we got to go to the Honda of Lincoln Hotline four zero two four six four five six eight five Honda of Lincoln Hotline. Sutter Heyman text line. We always want to hear from you guys, and we have Outdoors Kevin. Outdoors Kevin, what's on your mind, my man? Hey, uh, thanks for taking my call. I happen to sneak and see uh, about 15 plays of practice today. Um, and I'm telling you what, I would be chugging the Kool-Aid. The, <laughs> yes. offense, the offense looks good at running the ball and throwing it around. 11, number 11, uh, Caleb, whatever. He looks good at throwing the deep ball. And our runs look awesome. I'm just impressed on our offense. Um, I'm more impressed on our offense than our defense. But uh, like I said, I'd be chugging the Kool-Aid if they looked good compared to last year. Kevin, Kevin, we appreciate the call, my man. And uh, I will go ahead and say, you know what? My official permanent marker big board prediction is 9-3. and three, But after hearing that, I trust Outdoors Kevin. I trust our listeners. I trust our texters. I trust everyone that listens to this show. I have full faith in you, and I will now go up to 10-2. and two. <laughs> you, Figuratively, you we, because you I said can't, we can't change. I know we can't change, so I'll just throw that out into the the, the ticket verse or wherever You're just we flirting call it. it. Yeah, I'll just, I like you the know, ticket I'll verse. Just say yeah. the ticket verse. I'll throw it on there in the ticket verse. If yeah. we get to ten and two, I wouldn't be surprised. I trust our listeners, Buck. How about that? Well, I, I, I do. Have faith. I, trust. I appreciate them. the call, and I appreciate not getting into specifics because then uh, the Husker fan, you know, the Huskers might have to go indoor and practice. So afterwards, Kevin isn't out there scouting for the other teams. <laughs> 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 no, I'm just joking. But uh, you know, I would say also this: be a little bit careful because there was a year. Uh, I think it was uh, 20, 2016 or twenty seventeen, I suppose. When uh, or I think it was uh, twenty fifteen is actually when I'm thinking of when uh, Tommy Armstrong was looked like he was going to take that next step and being a great quarterback under Mike Riley. Uh, and little did we know that the secondary wasn't very good. <laughs> so yeah. all the preseason buzz was, hey, this hey. offense. It looks like it can th- sling the ball around, and it's, it's going to take that huge step up. And then we're like, oh, that secondary is not very good. Well, but that's the thing, though, is we know that slinging the ball around is probably going to look a little bit different than the whatever you want to loosely interpret slinging the ball around as last year, you know, throwing a swing past five yards behind the, the running back. But that's not here nor there. But I will say – Casey Thompson, I'm excited, Bach. I, I, we know we can throw the deep ball. That's the thing. Oh, yeah. This is just solidifying that. Like we we've seen it on film. We've seen him shred Oklahoma. Like this is this is nothing new. This is nothing new. And I I've, it, it makes me excited that we're running the ball well because I would like to think that at least how I interpret it, the defensive line, there's a little bit more confidence there than the offensive line. So that's nice to hear that the boys are kind of, you know, stacking up pretty well against what I think is going to be one of the better defensive lines in the Big Ten. And I just, I think it's time to start chugging, Bach. I'll sprinkle a little little vodka in your Kool-Aid for you <laughs> so maybe we can get a little cheap date Bach going, you know, and just yeah. sprinkle a little bit in there. And maybe we start I th- chugging we a little bit. We were just talking about how you worried about the, the defensive line a little bit more than anything else, and then you just called them one of the best defensive lines in the Big Ten. <laughs> no, 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 no. I said if, if we had to be nitpicky, I would say the interior of the defensive line. But luckily for you, Bach, I don't nitpick at the team. I look at it as a whole, and I think the defense is going to be pretty darn good this year. I hope so. Uh, when we heard uh, we heard today, uh, they have some pretty high hopes for themselves. Caleb Tanner has a top ten 
defense goal. So we'll talk about that next, how attainable that is, what Nebraska would have to do to jump to that sort of realm. Uh, reminder, right here with BP with DP, and uh, looks like looks like a couple guys are getting warmed up. Still the Salt Dogs, not quite stricken our guys yet, but we'll see uh, here in a little bit if they, uh, if they can get some homers out of here. So we'll kind of do the play-by-play there. Today is uh, basically Blackshirt Friday because the defensive coaches talk. So uh, we'll continue with uh, that talk. How does Nebraska reach a top 10 defense? We'll break down the numbers. Coming up next here on the Ticket Water Cooler on 93.7 The Ticket, live from Haymarket Park.